Good morning, everybody. And let me have the honour of wishing you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And of course, we're in that in-between time now, aren't we, on Boxing Day. And I'm very honoured to be able to do this service, as I had the opportunity to do this week last year, and I get to do it again this year as well, which is a great honour. I don't know if any of you remember, but last year I talked about Dad's needs of the instruction manual. A lot of the idea was about actually clinging to God's word over the year and holding on to that word because we needed it to live our lives. Ironically for me, in the past three months, me and Dad have been reading the Soul Survivor Bible in one year, and I'm now behind. <laughs> By five weeks. <laughs> so I'm not doing too good. I, will, I was going to catch up to three weeks, but then it just didn't happen, unfortunately. unfortunately. But I do share that reminder, because in a sense, this year message is quite similar. It's again on about, you know, holding on to God and holding on to, you know, the need for God in our lives, especially over as we come to this new year. And so I'm just going to read Irene today, which is Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills, from where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will never slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep you going out and you're coming in from this time on and forevermore. And before we move on to explore the passage together, let's pray. Lord God, I pray that today you'll be with us. I pray thank you that we could be here today, especially with all this snow. I pray thank you, Lord, for the amazing service we've had so far and the fun and sharing the fellowship we've had together. I pray, Lord, that you'll speak to us now as we explore your word more and may it shape our lives, thoughts and actions as we seek to live in a closer relationship with you. Amen. And what I want to do today is just bring out three main points and then leave you a final sort of blessing or challenge for your year ahead. And so my first point is focused on that verse 1 and 2. That idea of where does our help come from? And we actually look beyond to see God who created the heavens and the earth. But the thing I want to focus on with that is actually the first line. I look to the hills. Because that's so often forgotten. I mean, over there we've actually got the poster. And those aren't hills on there. That's quite misleading. And I always look at that and I... I very tend to rip it down and put a post of Rosendale up instead and put the words on. But it's misleading because that, that idea of looking to the hills is very important. That's crucial to understanding this passage. Because it's not just one sort of little thing, you know, I went out and did this first and then I'm going to write a psalm to you today and you can look at it and you can learn from it. It's actually something very crucial. Because in that time there was this custom... But what you do is you'd build yourself a little altar made out of some of the stones on the hills and you'd sacrifice to a god. And so actually when this person looked out to the hills, he saw altar after altar after altar. All these people sacrificing to these so-called gods, these idols. But he looks beyond that. He looks beyond and says, actually my help does not come from any of these idols, but my help comes from the Lord who created all of these hills who created the heavens and the earth. And that's such a key point. I know recently I've been reminded quite a lot of the beauty of Rosendale and the hills 
You know, a few people have been sort of saying to me how lucky you are to live in Rosendale and have all these hills around and we so often forget, don't we? Well, I know for me when I was thinking about this sermon, I remember one day I was looking out on the hills as I was playing my guitar and I just thought, wow, you know, the, the creator of all that. And that's where our help comes from. I'm going to share a bit of a story now, but I need an NIV Bible. Does anybody have an NIV Bible? I can borrow it for a second, because mine does not have the right wording. It's my mistake. It's <laughs> a little bit of a story I heard on Christmas Eve. This Christmas Eve. I sense the passions first. There was a boy who was looking forward to Christmas one year. And he knew exactly what he wanted. He spent months ahead saying to his parents, this is what I want. And every single hour he was telling his parents, he was saying, I want a watch. I want a watch, I want a watch, I want a watch. And I think a few people laughing already, they recognise this from having their own kids. And I recognise it from being a kid. And while I'm with dad up. But the, the child kept saying, on and on, I want a watch. And he kept saying for months and months on end. And then finally, Christmas Eve, the dad just snapped. He grabbed hold of his son and he said, if I hear again you want to watch, you'll not get it. But then it came to tea time. And they sat down. And the father said to the son, Will you say grace for us? And the son says, Yes, father, of course I will. I'm a, I'm a good boy, I'll say grace for you. And they're very impressed with the parents. But he said then, But first, I want to share a verse of you. I've learned this verse off by heart today. I've spent all day learning it ready for you. And so they're very impressed. And the parents said, Yes, by no means, share the verse. Because they're very impressed. And he goes to his parents and says, Mark 13:37. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. <laughs> and as I turned to the Bible this morning, I realized I had the wrong translation. <laughs> I thought I'd share that because I quite liked that when I heard it. And it sort of fits in the way because Richard was talking about waiting and watching, and all those sort of things the past couple of weeks as we wait to Christmas. And now in that post-Christmas period, aren't we? That period when it's generally the January blues, I've got a cough, a few people have had accidents already, and everybody's feeling a bit down, aren't they? And I always wonder about that. Why is that? Is it because we have a whole year to wait until we can celebrate Christ being born? Or is it actually because it creates a hype to Christmas? We've got all these presents and we're looking at them and thinking, actually, there's not really much here that I like. I know for me yesterday, about Queen's measure time, that was the end of Christmas Day, really. You know, just on the laptop after that. But, I dare suggest today to actually challenge people. Maybe to pile up your presents in your living room and actually look amongst them and see where your help comes from. Where does it come from? Because I've challenged by that quite a lot recently, and it's particularly looking at this passage and we've come up to Christmas. Where does our help come from in our life? Because according to Sally, it wouldn't come from those presents. It would actually come from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. And so now I want to look on to verse 3 and 4. 
And these verses are all about the eternal protection of God, a God who always keeps and watches over us. And there's a number of points I want to make about this part, about these two verses. Firstly, God says he does not want our foot to be moved. I think that's quite unusual wording. I, I'm quite confused by that first. I think about it, but then there's two things I thought about that, what it says. Firstly, it means we're being moved away by another force, other than ourselves and other than God. And secondly, it means we're leaving our current path which is set out before us by God. I was quite challenged by that, the idea that we don't want to have our foot moved away from where we're currently walking on, because that's the path God has set before us. And, it's, and by having our foot moved, we're actually being moved away, not by our own power, but by somebody else. And even as I look today with the NIV translation, trying to simplify and look at it, it actually says slip and stumble. It fits in with that idea. But also here we're told that God never stops watching and caring for Israel. And that always sort of rings alarm bells for people, doesn't it? Israel, Israel. Does that mean it actually is to us as well? And okay, this passage was written about a thousand years before Christ was born. But it does say in the Bible as well that we are the new Israel. We are God's holy people, God's holy nation. And so this passage means as much to us as it does to them. Because God watches and cares for the faithful, but he also cares and watches for the unfaithful. And God is caring for us all our lives, and we need to remember that, especially over this year, but also over our whole lives. But I also wanted to remember most of all that God never sleeps or slumbers. We might do at times. I know I did this morning. That's why I was here a bit late. Because uh, I got up early-ish, but then end up just sort of lying there for a while. As you do. But God doesn't do that. God never sleeps or slumbers. God is always caring or watching. He never gives up on us. Because he loves us that much. And now I want to move on to verse 5 and 6. of like my third point in a sense. Which is also again that God is constantly watching over us. But we're reminded of that through the image of nature. Because it talks about just as the sun rises you know, and it sets again. The moon is up in the sky. It reminds us of images that are not you know, always going to happen. They don't just suddenly stop one day. We're always going to wake up and find the sun's there. Now, if anyone is smart, even when there's an lunar eclipse, the sun is up there. Even if the moon's in the way, it's up there. And so, you know, but those things always happen. Just like we're told here that God's always caring for us. You know, there's that consistency. God is always there. He won't just disappear one day. He is always there for us. And, and that's consistency which goes beyond any human relationships we have, such as friends and family. I know myself when I was uh, first looking at this passage and God was speaking to me about it back in about November time. I was driving along a road in Derbyshire and the sun was in my eyes terribly, as you can expect. And I was coming up to a point where it it would go around and the sun would be out of the way, it would be over there and I'd be driving along, but at that point I was still facing towards it and I was going to be facing towards it for a few more minutes. I was freezing cold. And I was cursing that sun. Because the problem I'd had was I had to set off early for college and every single week that sun was coming and being a pain more and more. Because it was, it was rising later, right at the time when I was driving. And it was absolutely horrendous and I was hating this sun. I was thinking, you horrible sun. I had my visors fully down and still it's blinding my eyes and I could not move forward. But then my second reaction actually was appreciation. Because although that's a right pain, especially with winter time, as, as we go on to that time, there's also time of spring, isn't there, and summer as well. And I start to think about the other journeys I'll make to college later on in the year. 
And I still remember the idea caused consistencies. The sun always rises, the moon always comes up, those sort of things. And it just reminded me of the, you know, about spring and the newness of life and the beauty it brings. It just reminded me that God is always there, regardless of the season or the situation. Because he is our keeper, our watcher, our friend and our loving father. I just want to leave you with a final blessing and a bit of a challenge as well, depending on how you interpret it. Because I just feel God's put this sound in my heart to remind and challenge and bless you. You know, and we've nearly ended the year, we're about to start a new one, and it's looking towards what actually we're going to do next year. You know, because yesterday we remember the birth of Jesus. But let's not forget him today. Just because we celebrated that yesterday, let's not forget today. Actually, Jesus was born, and he lived in this world, and he ministered to us. But, and he also died for us and was risen again for us. As, as Peter said, particularly that song, Jesus, we enthrone you. I love that song. It's amazing. But let's not forget that. So just before I pass you back to Julie, I'm just going to read the last two verses out as your sort of final blessing and challenge for this next year. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep you going out and you're coming in from this time on and forevermore.